When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One day, not long ago, a producer friend of mine, Susan Gallen, an award-winning producer, called me and said, I have someone I want you to meet, and I need you to read her book. You are really going to think it's something special. And then she told me about Eleanor Reeser, who is a Tony-nominated director, a television actress, a playwright, former artistic director of the world's oldest Yiddish theater and a singer who's worked everywhere in festivals all over the world and in our city. And Eleanor is a renowned storyteller in both English and Yiddish. Her parents survived the Holocaust and she has a podcast in conjunction with Yale University those who were their voices of the Holocaust. This memoir, The Letters Project, A Daughter's Journey, is available wherever books are sold. So you say, Eleanor, and welcome to you, oh, that thank you your so mom much, died. Well, it's, and you went through her things, and you found an old leather bag which had letters in it. But I'm going to let you explain. Well, when my mother passed in 1986, I found these letters in her lingerie drawer, 56 of them, all written in German, all written from 1949, all written from the man who would become my father, who had died in 1976, who she had divorced in 1966. And so it was really un- and really unclear to me why she kept these letters for so long and never told me about them. And I myself put the letters in my own lingerie drawer because I just didn't know what to do with them. And translating 56 handwritten letters is more difficult than one might imagine. And so it wasn't until... 2018, 30 years later, Mm. um, I was uh, acting in Paula Vogel's Indecent on Broadway, and I had some extra money and decided to have them translated. And the book is about these letters and where they took me to Germany and Israel and into my own life and into the world I had no idea existed and who my parents actually were. You know, that's the part, too, that is so fascinating. Because even if you did not grow up with a family or in a family that suffered the trauma that your family did, and even suffering in America when your father finally made it, your father, whom you knew as your father growing up, was a totally different person from the man behind those letters that you started to read as you had them translated. 
Yes, I mean, that that indeed was so incredible. The guy I knew, the guy who was my father who came to America in, 1940, in 1950, was a sweatshop worker. Uh, he had funny accent. He had false teeth. He didn't belong here. He, he was an other. And that's who I thought he was, Joan. That's who I thought my father was, illiterate, etc. And that's who I thought I was the daughter of. Right. But I and you learned, weren't proud. I was not proud. I'm, I'm, emba- you know, I'm saddened to say I was not proud. Au contraire, right? I was kind of ashamed and kind of embarrassed and kind of wished that I came from a family that looked like Dick and Jane and Spot and Puff, you know, um, a family where the father sat on a big chair reading the newspaper, smoking a pipe. Mm -hmm. And that's not who my father was, at least not in America. And what I learned was that I I met my my father was 50 when I was born and died when I was 70, when he was 76. And so two thirds of his life had passed before I knew him. I knew him in the last third and in the the last third post Auschwitz, post death march, post horrors of Nazi Germany. That's who. I knew, that's when I knew him. Before that time, I learned in this journey on from my book was that he was a guy. I mean, he was attractive and hot and poetic and um, Loved your a mother. man of the community. And, and, and I learned how strong he was, Joan, right? Of course, and a man who had a real life and yes. real friends. And but your journey was incredible too, because once you got into it and meeting a whole different world involved with translating these letters and who had histories too and past, this adventure took you to Germany, to other places that you never even thought you would go to or truthfully never cared about much in those years. <laughs> right. And and it's a great word. You're, it was an adventure. It's like it's a bit of an adventure story uh, mixed with a mystery of just because I was so unprepared. I was so uh, open um, because my life in the theater is so improvisational, really. And I'm so not a researcher that I just followed my nose, and I was really lucky, wasn't I? The people that helped me, the strangers that led me. Um, you know, my editor said something like, uh, this This journey was was uh, designed from above. You know, um, it, it was a bit, a bit magical the way pieces fell into place, and it was just one surprise <laughs> after another. Well, and by coincidence, the letters revealed names. Now, this is years and years ago, and yet many of these names led to real people and real contacts. I particularly yeah. was enamored with when there was a man who was one of your father's good friends, photographs 
and you found the name of his daughter and then found her when you went abroad. And first she was like, you know, who is this? (laughs) And then she agreed, all right, I'll meet you when you said you had a photograph of her father. But the likelihood of all this happening is so remote and rare. Yeah, yeah, that that meeting was remarkable. Uh, I I went to one particular town, and in these letters, indeed, as you say, there are these names that meant nothing to me. And uh, I went to one town, and a rabbi said, well, you know, you should go to Stuttgart because there's a woman there who knows everything about the Jews of that time. And he spelled her name for me, and I I thought, oh, my God, that name is so familiar. And as you say, I wound up meeting her. She was born five days before me, the same year. And her father, she knew the names in the letter, this one. My father missed out on a community of people who he knew and loved order to be with my mother in the United States where he kind of gave up everything to be with her and then right. of course the marriage didn't work out and um the so American it, it, dream it, wasn't happening no no not for him and and it was you know it, it was a life as there's a Yiddish expression you know such a life you wish on enemies right. and that was my father's life but in Europe he was something. And this woman who I met, <laughs> um, I wasn't even looking for her, Joan. I mean, was... it wasn't like I thought, oh, I'll try to track down the names in these letters. It didn't. It just fell down like, you know, secret word from Groucho. And, and uh, that's that's how it went. That's how the whole trip wound up uh, being. And then Eleanor, I'm talking to Eleanor Reeser, talking about the Letters Project. And Eleanor is very involved in the theater. She's a singer, a lecturer, a writer, a producer, a director, and went through an experience that was rather extraordinary. She found her family through letters that were in German that she had translated, and in a way found herself too. And found relatives that you hadn't thought about or hadn't been in the same way connected through a past. And that yes. had to be eye-opening. It, it, really, it really was eye-opening. Uh, one of the people who helped me took me to this memorial. I mean, there's, there are many memorials in Germany erected to the people who suffered and were killed during the war, went to this one, this uh, transport station. And it was certainly innocent enough. It was just a memorial, but it was like Maya Lin's Vietnam Memorial, and all these names were inscribed on what was really a group tombstone. And I found my father's... I found basically my name, my father's last name, with the name of his first wife, who was killed, and his daughter, who was uh, four and killed, and I realized it hadn't occurred to me because it just hadn't, 
that she was my half sister. Yeah. Um. So, it it it, it but it was a really inspiring trip, Joan. I mean, I learned, I always thought of myself as the daughter of Holocaust survivors. and uh-huh. But when I read the account of my father in Auschwitz and on the death march, I understood that I was the daughter of a fighter, of a man who fought with every breath of his life, with every cell in his right, body. And that's what I realized one was, you know, and he uh, wouldn't, I, who, little things that you realized he slept with his shoes on yeah, because he was so afraid as they were that someone would take them and little tiny things that one would never think of. So yeah. Eleanor, now that you've done this and refound yourself in many ways, what are you planning? You're a storyteller and a theater person. What's going to happen with the Letters Project? Where are you yeah. going to go with it? Thanks, Joan. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I've am i never worked so hard in my life. I mean, uh, promoting things, it's so important for me that people read this because it 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 showed me who I was, and I think it could show people who they are and how to look at their parents and history in a way that they hadn't thought of before. And, um, you know, I'm hoping, <laughs> my my secret hope, of course, is uh, that it becomes a kind of film for Netflix. And I was listening to your Juliana Margulies interview the other day, and I thought, Oh yeah, Juliana Margulies. I'd like to get her the book so that she star in this movie. <laughs> that would because be why a, not? That's right. That's right. I mean, I just when you first to... found a package of letters, it never dawned on you no. where this would take you and what it's done for you. And it's also interesting when you think about your parents and your family and your father. And you were a good daughter. A lot of it was your sense of obligation. But you didn't really know this man, like so many of us didn't know our parents, even without the terrible trauma your family had gone through. We simply, they never revealed themselves. And your father never disclosed all that he had been through and what his life was like. It took Yeah, I you. mean, how could, you know, what what parent would tell their want to tell their child the, the the worst nightmare you couldn't even imagine right i mean what who would want their child to know that they lived in hell and what hell was like and also at the time that you know my father died in 1976 just uh 30 years after liberation from Auschwitz, right? So it was still so new. It wasn't like now uh, when the Holocaust is a, a, a huge topic. These people were not encouraged to speak. They were encouraged after the war to be quiet, and, and nobody had heard of PTSD, and nobody treated them. Nobody 
said to them, oh, my goodness, you, 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 you lived. What can we do for you? How can we help you? You're a strong person, not a weak person. I mean, it was so, we so did not care for these people. We, we marginalized them and minimized them. And uh, it, it we really recognized wasn't. their suffering, but Correct. we didn't want to share it or them to share it with the world. They were people were afraid. Too many wounds open up. Too much horror. But you sort of braved the storm and mm-hmm. carried on with it, entrusting a lot of it to then strangers who became yeah. part of your extended family who wept with you who themselves couldn't believe what was unfolding in one man's letters to a woman he would later marry. Yeah, yeah. The the help from strangers, and in particular German strangers, was so, um, uh, they were so kind to me and so interested and thoughtful. And indeed, you know, the woman who translated was a stranger to me and yet we looked over the we found different transcripts and we looked over them and wept together yes yes yeah Yeah. it's really amazing and I have a feeling you've just started on yet another adventure with the letters project a daughter's journey how did your family, before I let you go, react to all this? You talk about <laughs> relatives, people who were like, yeah, let me know. It's it's interesting, but sort of brushed it aside. Uh, you know, it's a great question, Joan, about I was very, you know, I wrote bravely and I thought I'm going to I'm going to write what I think and I'm going to say what I think. And people who have written memoirs before said to me, listen, you better be careful because people who are alive may be angry at you. And I thought, oh, no, I don't care. I'm I'm just going to be true to myself. And people did get angry with me um, when the book was published. And it was very upsetting to me. Why were they angry? Well, because I I, sometimes I say things, I'm, I'm pretty direct, and in the book, uh, if I think something that's you perhaps not that kind, I say so. And then, of course, it transforms, and I learn really that my uh, what I've said was not true. And I say that I made a mistake, but they go through a bit of a, uh, a not-so-positive um, experience. And so... Uh, but everything's okay now. Well, People part of that is they, right, they have to look at themselves that's in correct. a light. A true or false, there's some reality to all of it. That That is absolutely correct. And there have been things that certain people have not looked at for decades that this book kind of forced them to look at. And at first they were angry about it. But now it has enhanced their life, I would say. And and it's even more meaningful because they got to shed something that they didn't know they were carrying 
with them for decades. Exactly. And they get to add the real story of a flesh-and-blood human being who survived the worst atrocities Mm. only to find disappointment in our great country. Mm. And yet he left a story that's forever. Thank you, Eleanor. Eleanor Reeser. Thank you. I just want to thank, thank you so much. No, it was incredibly moving. I learned and I suffered along with you. The Letters Project, A Daughter's Journey. Well, I can't wait to hear what's happening next with this. Take care of yourself, Eleanor. And <laughs> thank I hope you. We talk you too, again. Joan. Thank you. <laughs> 